Our first question for ATAC is that, did you find any other uh, players in the same track, like uh, a charity related uh, and also volunteer focused and generally DID? And how does ATAC digital reputation solution differentiates with itself? Yeah, sure. It's, it's a really good question. First of all, guys, thanks for having me on as, as, your, as your first interviewee. So I appreciate that. And it's, it's great speaking with you all. Um, we started... Like we were really, really early. Like we started in 2015. So like in December 2015, we carried out a project that was dispersing um, international aid to Syrian refugees in a refugee camp in Lebanon, right? So like we're at this like seven or eight years. So what we always found was we, you, the user experience in, in, in blockchain and crypto is difficult for non-crypto people. We've always really focused on how can we create a wallet or a user experience that's really, really simple. And it's not easy, like it's a difficult, difficult thing to do. So, you know, there's lots of companies that focus on charity, for example, and there's lots of companies that focus on DID and so on. But like, we've always found lots of pilots have happened, but nothing has really been scalable. We've been fortunate enough to do some great, really good projects. Like we had the first baby in the world born on the blockchain for a big project we did in Tanzania about four or five years ago. And then we start deciding that we want to be multi-chain going forward. So doing these small pilot projects to get proof of concept working, and we, we tried on lots of different chains. And then we kind of saw a big opportunity in what we call proof of physical work, right? So how can you prove somebody has done something? How can somebody do something in their a Web3 wallet that is sticky. It, it can happen multiple times without it being a once-off. So we we're trying to move from having a once-off uh, interaction making and making it move forward per user. So what we decided to do, and we spoke with a couple of clients that said, hey, listen, we've lots and lots of volunteers. In the US, every volunteer hour is worth about $30. And that's the value it creates. And there's about 80 million volunteers. And there's like, there's no wallet out there that captures this uncaptured value. So we said, right, you have the idea of soul-bound tokens, but you don't have really any application. It's just a theory, right? So we were saying, if we could build a wallet where a person builds a non-chain reputation and they potentially get rewarded in tokens for the effort that they give, their time, their energy, because they're doing it anyway, so we're just building a wallet that changes their behavior or captures their behavior and how they're doing this. So nobody's really was building anything in the volunteer space. No, necessary just need to be volunteering. We call it you know, you have your play to earn and so on, but we call this volunteer and earn because, you know, people don't volunteer to make money. They volunteer because they want to. But when we spoke to a lot of users, they're like, if I could volunteer, capture that value and, you know, get rewarded, I can stake my reward. I can donate my reward. I can buy products by rewards. And essentially we're just building a wallet with a release a token where people get rewarded for what they're doing anyway. And we're just seeing a massive un untapped opportunity for uncaptured value uh, and we're very much looking at it as we want to bring web 2 users into web 3 without even knowing they're in web 3 because like people in the general public don't know what web 3 is they don't know what it means but if you say hey, here's a wallet you can verify that you volunteer for these hours like a proof of attendance protocol and you could get rewarded a couple of dollars so like yeah why wouldn't i use that you know it makes a lot of sense so we kind of started in this charity space and we moved more into the, the volunteering space where people actually using their digital identity to capture that value so kind of a long answer there but that's kind of a brief history of where we started and what we're building now so it's it's quite exciting because it'll be the first time that we'll have released the token um after seven eight years of, of working with lots of clients so uh, when you mentioned the token and the volunteers uh, markets, we have a question about, can you speak to the uh, security and the privacy measurements? 
that you have in the place to protect the user's on-chain reputation and uh, towards their reward state? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. So, and this will come from my CTO, but we believe in privacy by design. So essentially we don't want to know who the end user is. It's, it's none of our business and, and we don't care, uh, right? But giving users the option to get rewarded for, you know, linking their profile to their social media accounts, or if they want to do KYC and AML onto it, you know, as is, if they're a volunteer that's coming from an employer, they may have to do that, but that's their choice. Or uh, a volunteer can stay anonymous. So we're thinking a person can build up their reputation by clicking into different social media uh, accounts if they want, or they can remain anonymous. But you get more points and you get more badges and rewards and so on. We're looking at how we can use zero-knowledge proofs in this as well. So a person can share their credentials to prove they say who they are. So, you know, to get become a verified volunteer or a lead volunteer at an event, they have to have a certain amount of, of points or credentials earned. But again, it's their decision if they want to share that information or not. So we've really, really thought about, we think it's up to the individual to decide if they want to become completely private or if they want to share their information. So we're going to be dealing with a lot of Web2 users who have public social media profiles. But again, it'll be up to them if they want to share this to the world or you want to keep their data private. Uh, on chain as an anonymous so i noticed that your ATAC just uh, uh, provide two new i think the product one called Toka, another Okua, one yeah yeah uh, kolala so uh, can you talk to us like uh, how does this name come from and uh, what's the difference between these two uh, kind of products yeah sure so Kokua, we're actually going to change that name to care k-a-ori and that's basically a wallet for survivors who are victor, uh, victims of natural disasters in the U.S. So we're going to make some announcements in the co coming weeks. We're trialing this in six different states in the U.S. with some U.S. government bodies. And one of the biggest retailers in the world will actually become the fulfillment partner for this. So, for example, your house gets flooded, you download our wallet, you fill in your information, um, you apply for support, you get approved, and you, your wallet gets popped up and you can buy products in particular stores. So it's helping an individual build a survivor journey by using your verified identity to get payments and top-ups quicker than having to go through a whole paper trail, which is really, really um, confusing and takes a long time. So that's very much a B2B2C. We're working with lots of government bodies and enterprises and that. And then Kulara basically means reputation in Hawaiian. And that's going to be the wallet for the consumers, for people in crypto, for web for users that the wallet with the, that wallet Kulana will have a token and we call the VAE, Volunteer and Earn. Um, we haven't released that. We're probably going to release it sometime in April, where users will then build a reputation, get rewarded for volunteering, and have a host of other, other utilities within the wallet. So Kokua, which will be called the Care Wallet, it's for more natural disaster survivors starting off. And, then, and that's live on the um, Apple App Store and the Google Play Store already. And then Kulana, we're probably going to release that in, I'd say, April time to coincide with the with the public sale of the token. But that's going to be for the volunteers and for the uh, proof of reputation. I think uh, these two kind of product is pretty good and made it its self-accomplishment. So can you t uh, give us any idea that uh, what the company's roadmap uh, looks like for the next two to five years, maybe? and uh, including some major uh, milestone in addition to these two uh, products that will release and uh, what we can expect it. Yeah, sure. I'll start, I'll start off with Kalana, which is the, the volunteer wallet, which is going to have the token attached to it. Um, our plan is to go live with the MVP um, 
in Q2. That's where we want to release it to the public. We're speaking with a couple of corporates who want to have their employees use the wallet as well, um, which we're super excited about. But where we'd like to go in the future in terms of, 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 uh, of tech milestones is we want to see if we can go multi-chain. Probably going to start off on Cardano uh, and do our ISPO, uh, part of our token sales in the ISPO on Cardano. But we've been fortunate enough to get support from an investment from Algorand, Hedera, um, so we'd love to build a wallet that can be open to multiple communities and, and the person can bring their, their reputation across chain. Um, because in the future, we think a person with a verified on-chain reputation could potentially use it for DeFi lending, right? So you can actually prove your reputation. You can get lower rates if you get, want to take out loans and so on. So that's kind of where we'd like to go in the future, where if we're bringing non-crypto users into Web3, they're also building a reputation that gets and gives them access to DeFi into the future. And again, I, I don't really like the idea of, you know, becoming a maxi to any one chain. To me, it's like vendor lock-in in the 1980s. Uh, I just don't, I, I think chains that do that won't do well, in my opinion. But we'd like to build a wallet that can be multi-chain in the future where it's chain agnostic, right? So, so that's one of the big areas that we're looking at. Another part is, potentially looking at the infrastructure. If we build something that's potentially we build our own blockchain that's a modular blockchain, um, because if you compare all the chains, there's pros and cons of each chain. And there's, you know, you can have it your whole way on every chain, which, you know, a lot of people are working on and trying to solve, but how do we include things like zero knowledge proofs, rollups, you know, they may work on some chains, but if we're dealing with non-crypto users, they're not going to be able to understand that they need to hold a certain crypto in their wallet just to pay gas fees like that just won't work for scale in our opinion so the focus is always going to be on the user experience and then more the product milestones and if we can use some more innovative things in the future uh, personally i think the end goal would be to have the wallet where a person builds a reputation and that reputation can be used across multiple chains essentially for DeFi handling so we're, we're looking at a whole life cycle of different products that we can actually build in there across multiple chains. And there's some exciting things happening with different upgrades to different chains. And we're keeping an eye on those. And we can't control what's happening in those chains, obviously. But for us, it's got to be cheap. It's got to be quick. Uh, two of the most important things, I think, for the chains that we're working on. Yeah, I think the reputation with the DID is very important. It's just like the in the traditional Web2 vehicle, you know, uh, with the social security in the States that uh, uh, is related to anything that about the, uh, a person's credit and uh, especially during this bear market the ecology and as well as uh, the cryptocurrency and the web3 uh, i think last year a lot of things happened like the ftx issue that caused the, the market crash there are a lot of things about the uh, i think people do the regulation but they did not obey the compliance and that's why uh I think uh, in the DeFi world, people will need the reputation um, to know how the user or uh, institution can behave. So how does that see the Web3 ecosystem evolving in the uh, coming years? And uh, how does ATAC plan to stay in the curve? Yeah, it's a really good question. I, I think the whole FTX and three hours capital blow-ups cause a lot of problems, to be honest, because even I had non- crypto people or tech people reaching out to me and saying, you know, is crypto all a scam? How could somebody blow up a $20 billion company, blah, blah, blah. So, and, they're, and they're fair points. Like, you, like it happens. So like you have to admit a lot of it was you know, 
bullshit, if we're being honest. So I, I think you're going to have tiered approach to KYC and AML. So for example, if we work with a, a large corporate uh, employer who has 10,000 employees and they want to use a volunteering, our volunteering wallet and reward their employees, instead of giving them a day off for volunteering, they can reward them in crypto, right? There's going to have to be a KYC AML function there for those employees. And that's fair. But it, obviously if you're crypto deegan who wants to come in and trade the token and get the wallet and you know earn tokens for online volunteering and so on you might may not want to pay with cnm and so I, I look at it in two different angles one you have the regulated environment and then you have the decentralized environment um and i know a lot of people in crypto who are split between the two i think you have to keep it the options open for both is the way i would look at it because i don't think we would like to go down the road of only having regulated pay with CRAML. people apply it like that's not the point of decentralization. I think the point with it is you could have an anonymous profile that can be trusted. Um, you build a reputation from your interactions with the community and, and your wallet address is essentially your identity where you have badges, but nobody knows who you are publicly. So I think we're going to have to keep both options on the table and look at you know what's the best way to engage with community members, but also new members who are coming into crypto for the first time who you know volunteer on weekends for example but if they find there's a wallet that helps them get rewarded and capturing the value that they create why wouldn't they want to use the wallet but they may not necessarily want to do kyc and aml and i get that so when we were designing our kulana wallet we had interaction feedback from about 600 users non-crypto users which was really, really important for us. So we really designed the wallet on their interactions of how they volunteer for the organizations that they work with and the profits that they work with. And we built, really built the wallet around how they could see their, their progress. You know, they get rewarded for doing a certain amount of hours. They get badges, they get reputation points. And at the end, they can see a dollar sign. And again, people are not volunteering to make money, but if you can help them capture that value, they're really, really excited about, okay, this makes sense. I didn't know I'd been using a crypto wallet or in getting rewarded crypto. And not everybody would necessarily need to KYC or IML to come into that. You know, they can if they want. So I think you got to keep both options, both options open. Yeah. Can you give us any uh, updates on the current adoption and usage of ATAC uh, products by individuals and business? Yeah, sure. So we've had about 500,000 users on their platform over the last 18 months. And this is more in the B2B side. So we've we rolled out projects. We did a lot of pilots in the US. We're about to go live in six states in the US, which is pretty, pretty exciting. We are probably going to announce in the next two to three weeks a U.S. government body who's who's trialing our, our solution for victims of natural disasters and also one of the world's largest retail companies as well, which is pretty exciting. I think we can really scale those, you know, with those two partners, we can really start to scale up. But we haven't released our volunteer wallet yet. So we will be releasing the waiting list and the tokenomics and the white paper in the coming weeks, probably by the end of this month, the start of April. Uh, and that's really going to be for the community as we start to build a community, uh, which, uh, yeah, we'd love to work with you guys on that as well. Uh, we are also very looking forward to work with you and uh, looking forward to the new updates of your uh, white paper and text. Uh, awesome. we, we have, I, I should say, we have signed a client that has 10 million users mm -hmm. to um, Web2 users to use our volunteer wallet. Um, and they'd probably be the first kind of corporate, a large NGO. So they'll be rolling that wallet out to a lot of their users. And, and you know, one thing I can't say, we're probably giving 60, 65% of the token for the community to earn, which we think is the right thing to do to build long-term stability and growth within the community. But yeah, we're really, really excited about this partner. So we've been working with them the last year. 
and we'd be working with their users to help design um, the volunteer wallet. Thank you for like the such an insight, insightful like the conversation. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's uh, make some announcements when we go live. Thank you so much, Joseph. Um, and again, like, it's such an honor to us to have you as our first um, guest of this podcast series. And uh, we are really looking forward that um, like all the um, future achievement that um, Aztec will have. And also we can keep in touch um, to see whether we have future collaboration opportunities. Brilliant. I love it. Thanks, Amelia. Thank you so much.